Welcome to Drinking Bros Sports, brought to you by KillCliffCBD.com. Sit back, relax, and grab a fucking drink. It's officially March when the madness arrives at MyBookie. Select winners from 63 tournament games in the My Bracket contest for a chance at $10,000 in cash prizes, and it's only a single dollar entry. Sign up today at mybookie.ag and use promo code DRINKINBROS to secure your deposit bonus up to $1,000. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with my bookie what is up welcome to drinking bros sports it is baseball season mm. more or less uh well i mean look it's we got what six days left seven days april 1st yeah. yeah yeah it's on april fool's day this year i'm not comfortable with that but it is what it is you think it's a lie <sighs> I, I i don't know it might be it's hard to say what's not a lie though is that we have two amazing guests today we got john brinkus uh from Killcliff, and we got ben verlander uh from fox we're going to talk about the new MLB season and what to be excited about. Uh, and you, you just, uh, Ben, you just put out a video the other day of your, your you know, top players and such and top teams and all that stuff. You've been putting out a lot of good content lately. Thanks, man. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm excited for this season. I don't know if it's like – I just feel like there's more hype around this season than, you know, obviously than last season because we didn't know up until like the day game started if we'd even have a season. Right, um, yeah. But it just feels like with guys like – like Tatis, uh, like starting to become more and more in the limelight that, I don't know, it just feels like there's a lot of hype around the season this year, and, and, and I'm here for it. I'm yeah, pumped. for sure. We definitely are in a situation right now where young players are dominating the game, at least uh, for position players. Pitchers, I think the weight of that is still kind of on the top end. Yeah. Uh, but there's, you know, up-and-comers. There's Bueller, you know. Yeah. Mike, Mike Soroka's coming back this year for a full season. A lot of cool stuff's going uh, to happen. I mean, Freed's, what, a 22-year-old? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, uh, it's it's real. I mean, Soroka's twenty three, so yeah. it's like the Bra- the whole Braves li- uh, roster is crazy. But anyways, uh, Brinkus, what do you think? What do you got? What, what are you excited about this baseball season? I, what I'm excited about is that the physics are still the same, theoretically. So we're gonna find out what happens to the ball this year. Oh, that's yeah. what I'm most excited about. Yeah, I I'm I'm excited to see if uh, if all this hubbub about the ball really becomes a, a focal point for the season. Because obviously, Manfred's been lying about it for the last couple of years, right? Yeah. He's like, nothing's going on with the ball. And then he's like, hey, we're dead in the ball this year. Like, <laughs> what the it. fuck, dude? You got you to <laughs> pick, pick a side there. Um, so here's what we're going to do today. We're going to go through the National League. Then we'll go through the American League. And then we'll go through the World Series. So I'm talking about who's going to win each division this year. Here's who I got. I think you've got your picks as well. I'm, I got the Braves winning the East, although that's going to be the toughest division in baseball. I've, I think they're probably going to come in around 93, 94 wins. Although in another division, they would probably be more like a 99 to 103 win team. In the NL Central, for yeah. sure. Well, yeah, shit, I could win. They wouldn't lose a game. They'd yeah. go 162 and 0. <laughs> they might, yeah. But in the Central, I've got the Cardinals, uh, the West, obviously the Dodgers, and I got wild card uh, one is the Padres, wild card two is the Mets. The Mets look pretty fucking good but we'll see if they Mets themselves right right I mean that's there's always the Mets are the Dallas Cowboys of, of Major League Baseball um <laughs> well less a less accomplished version of the Dallas Cowboys yeah well at least lately yeah so uh what do you guys think about that I mean I, I the pennant I, I probably the Dodgers right just because of the the overall depth they have in that team but the Braves are if if those play young players stay healthy if Soroka and Freed pitch like they can and they get anything out of Smiley and they get anything out of uh, uh, what's his nuts? Charlie Morton. Charlie Morton. That, yeah. That's that's a that's a killer of a team right there. Yeah. 
I want to weigh in. I really want to weigh in on this. Because I'm going to say, here are my picks. My picks are none of the above. Everything is a surprise. Teams come out of nowhere. Players are going to get hurt or sick or whatever. And I think that this is going to be the craziest season ever. If the NCAA tournament is any indication of what happens in a, you know, full season underneath this craziness, I think Somebody like the the Orioles are going to come out of nowhere and just shock the world. Yeah, or, it's going to be an Orioles Pirates World Series this year, guys, God. for sure. You got it. I mean, you're right though. The ten out of the thirty two games in the round of sixty four were upsets. This is the first time in history that's happened, I believe. It is. Although yeah. I, I my conspiracy theory on that is that the NCAA tournament wanted to get people extra excited. And the matchups were sketchier than usual in terms mm. of matching weaknesses to strengths. Mm. Uh, like Oral Roberts, for example, like the NCAA committee, they knew that they chucked threes. They knew that they were a ridiculous three-point shooting team. If they get hot, they can be pretty much anybody. Yeah, right? and who'd they match them up against? Ohio State, who is a deeply mediocre three-point defense team. Correct, yeah. That, that's, <clears throat> that's something they do on 12 fives usually, I think, every year. But I think they went up down like Texas Abilene Christian was another one where Abilene Christian, best turnover team in the country. Yep. Texas, terrible turnover team. Texas coughs it up 23 times. I, I, I have my fucking tinfoil hat on I'm, for the turn. I'm with you on this on this conspiracy. And it started with the play-in game with Michigan State and UCLA. Oh, yeah, it's yeah. almost like they were like back there like, oh, look what we're going to start with. Yeah. When really, you know, and I don't know if that's that's the, how it should have gone down. But. I don't have a problem I with that, though. The, you the guys goal, are high. The, <laughs> well, I definitely am, John. You know me. So that's I, know, I know you're high. You're high. Listen, the... UMBC fighting retrievers beat UVA two years ago or Mm -hmm. three years ago. It happens all the time. It just happens more now because the world is currently upside down. The favorites are holding on by their fingernails and everybody else is coming along swatting them off with a bat. Right. Like that's the kind of world <laughs> we're living in. That's definitely true in, in college basketball because of the one-and-done thing. There's no cohesiveness on any of the major teams anymore. I mean, it's nah. you get lucky and you have one of the great great players that can actually help you in the tournament, or you get unlucky and the guy is either out or he's right. mediocre in, in tournament time. So it is what it is. But I do think, I, it, let's say for the sake of argument, that's true. I don't have a problem with that. Making great matchups. Yeah. This is professional sports is a television show on which you sell advertising. And the more exciting it is, the better. And this has been a great fucking tournament so far. It's been very exciting, so I'm fine with it. All right, let's I think get the to games uh, are great anyway. Yeah, they're, <laughs> they're I mean, going to be great no matter who they play. It's a single elimination tournament, which is that the biggest missed opportunity in all of sports was the NBA last year. They should have done a single elimination tournament. We talked about it, that. Like, yeah. It would have been amazing. Yeah, we talked We talked about that about a month before the playoffs started. Like, how incredible would it have been if they had just done an NCAA tournament style for the NBA? Uh, I mean, who cares? It, it would have been the highest rated sporting event. Of all it would have been, yeah, I mean, the, that first round or whatever, that would have been like yeah. Super Bowl levels of for sure. television watching. For yeah. sure. I, I don't, I'm not as worried about baseball teams taking COVID breaks. And Ben, you could probably tell me I'm, I'm full of shit here, especially, although John easily could too. But, uh, it, like, if you're going to compare it to the NCAA tournament, I think there's a difference between a sport where you run a shit ton and not getting to practice or, or whatever for five, six days. And, right. And sta- a sport like baseball, which is a little more sedentary. Well, I don't think Prince Fielder is going to be a great basketball player. Right. right. <laughs> and, if, and if you show up like Vlad Guerrero Jr. did last year, 20 pounds overweight, that's a real problem in the NBA. It's happened before with guys that just, like, Rasheed Wallace, they, man. They suck the whole year, yeah. Uh, ben, what do you think about this baseball season? Who do you got for the National League? Who do you think is going to win? So I'm going to take the the Braves mm. and the NL East. I'm actually rocking a Braves throwback. Yeah, um, I see that. Grew up a big Braves fan, but I, I'm actually all in 
on the Braves this year. I'm also we have we have similar picks here until we get to the wild card, but okay. I think the Cardinals are the team to beat in the Central. Um, I really do. I, I I believe in what the the Brewers are doing though. I think the Brewers are going to surprise some people in the Central. I think the the Cubs are just a a, a, a shit storm. Um, like. <laughs> What do, what do they want to be? What, what are they trying to do? You get rid of Darvish, and then you yeah. keep Chris Bryant when you could, like, what do they want to be? And they're, then I got the, in, they're, I got they're the they're Dodgers making, one in the West. They're making Padres. a classic mistake of a half rebuild, right? Like, if you're going to rebuild, That is 100%. Rebuild, rebuild, get it over with, and get it out. Because by the time you're on the other side of that rebuild, he's on the downslope of his career. So what's the point of even hanging on to him now? You're just paying a yep. huge salary for no reason. Well, fuck. I mean, the Braves barely, barely pulled it off with Freddie Freeman. They got they got yeah. good just in time for to hit Freeman's peak. I mean, there was, yeah. a, there was a decent chance that yeah. they were going to hit the back slope. Yeah, yeah. So uh, you got the Dodgers in the West, obviously. Who's your wild card since we differ? Is it going to be the Brewers? So I'm I'm taking the Padres mm. um, as one of the wild card teams, and then I actually I I'm going to take the the Brewers to to squeeze in a wild card spot. Um, that's that's a good. Pick, I don't know. Though, I just to think, be honest, I mean, I statistically, that's a good. I think pick. their offense is is incredible. I think they're going to have a really really good offense, and I, I think their pitching staff is going to be a little underrated. I really believe in Woodruff. I think he's good. Yeah, and I think that team's going to surprise some people. Well, look, I mean, <clears throat> you're that's probably a better pick than the Mets for me. Uh, I just. I don't want the Mets to win games. I don't want. To, I want them to go zero and one sixty two. Frankly, right. And I want to go to Met Stadium and have the players chanting Larry at the fans. You know what I mean? Yeah. Fuck those guys. But anyways, you're probably right because the road to the, the road to wins, particularly towards the end of the season where you're playing all those divisional games for the Brewers, is going to be way easier for the Mets. I mean, the Mets are probably going to win eighty five games if if things go uh, mediocrely for them, and if they even if they do well, it's still low nineties. There's a chance. If the Brewers show out, they get there's a lot of free wins in that division. There's not really a team. I mean, you look at the NL East; it's the best division in baseball, in my in my mm. opinion. There's there's you know the AL East is good, but the NL East is the best division in baseball. There's not. I mean, the worst team is the Marlins, and the Marlins, you know, surprise. The Marlins made the playoffs last year yeah, and, and and won a series. Like yeah. they're they're not they're not awful. No. Um, but you look at the the Central and. The Brewers are going to get to beat up on the Pirates, mm. you know, <clears throat> every the time they play them. The, the Reds are just the Reds. Like, you know, they're not very good. Mm. So there's a lot of there's a lot of wins to be had in that division. And, you know, I, I, I'm, I like the Mets this year. I really do. I think that battle for the division is going to be great. Mm. I just think those teams are going to beat up on each other, and there's not much of a opportunity. There's not, you know. There's more wins available in the central. For sure, yeah, absolutely. And there's a there's a decent chance, not even a decent chance. There's a good chance that the Brewers overtake the Cardinals. I mean, the Cardinals are depending a lot on some old pitching, right, to get some stuff done, and that's not that's not always worked out in the past for anybody. So we'll see what happens. Yeah. It's old, but it's sturdy at least. Yeah, like, it is, not- for sure. I mean, they're 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 proven performers, so and that that means a lot, particularly come playoff time. Now, MVP in the in the National League, I've got mixed feelings on this. Um, I think Christian Yelich is probably going to come back and have an inc- incredible season this year, throw up uh, some like gaudy, incredible numbers. But there's so many good young players over there. Fernando Tatis Jr. is over there. We'll see what he can do in, a, in his first full actual like end-to-end season. <clears throat> Juan Soto is always a threat. I mean, he had 354 last year. He's got incredible bat speed. Lindor's over there in the National League now. Cody Bellinger, if he stays healthy, can fucking throw up 40 home runs. You know what I mean? Uh, Acuna is my guy. But he's got to take it seriously. He's got to take a whole season seriously. He's got to fucking hustle 
every single play for a whole season, and he will probably win MVP. He'll probably be 40-40, if not higher, and he'll probably hit somewhere around 290, you know what I mean, and have a lot of walks and runs. But is he going to do it? I don't know. I I don't think he's I don't think he's ready yet. I don't think I give I'd give Acuna like a year or two. I man, MVP especially is like I got to think Tatis like it, we're kind of talking the same way about him that we talk about the the central with teams. Yeah. There's more hits available to Tatis mm-hmm. essentially in the west than there is More than there is for Christian Yelich by the way who's coming off like some bullshit but he's still like he figured it out. He's one of those guys that got into the batting cage and then got into the tape room and figured out if I add a little bit of launch angle to this ball, I'm now a 40 home run hitter. Right. Legit. You know what I mean? He's but Yelich is going to have to. Uh, I mean, Tatis is almost certainly making the playoffs, so he's got to get a leg up yeah. in terms of the way what they value. So if like if they both hit within two homers of each other, correct? Yeah. Like yeah. I, you got to think the edge is Tatis. Type. We'll of. see. What do you think, uh, Ben? So I actually had uh, – I have Acuna going 40-40 this year, by the yeah. way. I agree with you on that. Um, I do think he's the first player since Alfonso Soriano in 06 with the Nats, by the way. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, the Nationals' Alfonso Soriano to go 40-40. Um, but recently I've switched my pick from Alfonso Soriano – or from Ronald Acuna to Corey Seager. <clears throat> I'm going to take Corey Seager, who, you know, if, if you were to say – MVP is going to come out of the Dodgers. You think Betts, you think Bellinger, but you know, he showed no signs of slowing down from, from the world series. He won world series MVP. Mm. He's coming to spring and just absolutely destroyed baseballs. And now he's, you know, he's on the last year of his deal. He's trying to show out. There's rumors of him going to the Yankees. I I think he's really, I I think he's going to shock everybody. Yeah, That's a, that's a really good point. Premier position too. Yeah. It's a premier position. That's a really good point. And one of the reasons I'm, uh, um, I'm, soft on Tatis Jr. When in history has a guy signed a huge deal and then come out with an MVP season after that? It's never happened before that I can remember. Maybe fucking Barry Bonds, right? Yeah. But other than never. him... Uh, it's Brink, never. Yeah, Brinkus, what do you think about this? I got it. I've got a... Uh, I've got the ultimate prop bet because I'm going to tell you... <laughs> listen. Listen to me. Y'all got to understand. I just think it's going to be completely unexpected, totally out of nowhere. I'm going to put a prop bet that we have more no-hitters this season than in any other season in the history of baseball. I'll take I'm putting you bet. down right now. I Somebody that. take me on it. No, I'll, I'll, I'll take you. I'll take, I'll take you on that bet. And here's why all those pitchers from last year that didn't get work in, you might think that their arms are fresh. I think that they're out of shape. I think their arms are out of shape and I think they're, they're going to be facing oh, a higher inning count. This is going to be, nothing, this is going to be like easy. going from college to the pros with their inning count from year to year, and I think they're going to struggle. I think a lot of guys are going to go sub-200 innings that you expect to get 200 or more this year. Man, I think, Dan, listen, Dan, I, I respect your intellect. You're, you are a man of conviction. <laughs> you are intelligent. That is a whack theory, dude. <laughs> that is whack. Because, listen, we're talking about professional pitchers. You're saying they took time off, they got really fat, now they're going to come back and they're going to suck? No, 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 no. the opposite. No, no. Listen, these are professional pitchers who are dying for a year off. They got paid to sit on the couch. They made sure that they didn't get too overweight. The ball's going to be deadened. They're going to throw harder than ever, and we're going to see batting is timing. Pitching is all about messing up that timing. There are going to be disruptions, and the pitchers – are deeper now. So if somebody's a, you know, a, a fat, you know, just a fat pitcher is no good. Do you know how many minor league guys have been like taking this whole time to increase their game? We're going to see more no hitters. Yeah. You, you put that down as a John Brinkus guarantee. 
Put it in the book. <laughs> yeah, I get what you're saying. I'm not saying they're going to come in to camp or obviously they haven't come into camp fat. What I'm saying is I'm, I'm, I subscribe to the old Tom House, Nolan Ryan theory that arms will uh, rust before they'll wear out. And I think that is true. I think uh, uh, all these pitch count limits and all this bullshit is going to be exacerbated by taking half a year off, basically. And these guys are going to come back and they're going to, when I say out of shape, I don't mean fat. I mean that they're not going to be used to, it is a mental and physical, uh, uh, just a grind to go out there and pitch nine innings. How many guys in Major League Baseball can even pitch nine innings right now? You know what I mean? Maybe, so maybe combined no-hitters, you're right. But individual no-hitters, I don't know about that. You know, I, I did, didn't, did I say, wait, I didn't say no-hitter by one pitcher. No, I that's fine. No yeah, I'm fine with that. I, I, think, think, they, I think they're in... I've always said this, you know, like when you look at the pitching rotation mm. and you're like, well, I'm going to ride one guy, you know, as long as I can. I mean, it's a far more sound strategy is saying you're going to throw three innings with all my guys and I'm going to just rotate three inning guys. And that's all they're going to do. I don't know why. No, I don't know why that that theory isn't subscribed to more, but it would. It is far smarter. And maybe the season's one where, you know, the equivalent of always going for it on fourth down is now like all my guys pitch three innings. Right. And that's it. Well, what do you that's mean? a great point, yeah, honestly, because as a, as a batter, as somebody, you know, in the box at playing at the professional level, I would rather, I would rather face a dominant starting pitcher and get to the third time yeah. around in the batting order than, <clears throat> than them bringing in. And everybody's a stud. Now everybody coming in, even in the minor leagues is coming in, throwing a hundred. Yeah. I mean, it, Velo's anywhere. I yeah. would much rather see somebody for a, a third, maybe even fourth time then somebody say, all right, every of that tonight, you're facing a different pitcher. Yeah, that's oh, shit. That sucks. That's got to be tough. Yeah. I mean, uh, so that we saw more bullpen games as, as they like to refer to it in this playoffs than clearly ever before because of COVID and shit like yeah. that. And the games were played in more rapid succession, even in the fucking, uh, 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 championship series, we saw a couple of bullpen games. Oh yeah, you definitely you saw games where there's like this guy's oh. definitely going four innings max. Yeah, and it's I mean that's a good point to make. But I what Ben, let me ask you this: as a professional hitter uh, in your in your previous life, what about seeing a guy f- three times in three days? You know what I mean? Is that the same as seeing him three times in one day? Because obviously there's only twelve pitchers on a staff, so you're in a three or four game series, you're going to see the same guy at least twice. So how's that work? What? If if there's if there's a guy per se in a in a bullpen and you see him every game in that series, it's very much so a similar situation mm. as seeing a starter for that third or fourth time. Right. It's all right. All right. We've seen this guy. We know. You know. At that point, it's has everybody in the lineup gotten to see him because he could come in for for one inning and face the three, four, five batters, and then you know theoretically face a different part of the order every night. But if I'm the three batter. And they bring in the same guy, and I'm facing him every night for a series. It's very much so the same thing as, it, as seeing a pitcher. Is there? It any, is. Uh, uh, I can tell you. I can tell you. So I've so I've sort of thrown out this theory of just like three guys throwing three innings just as a as a rule, and the reason why it hasn't really been adopted. I mean, we've seen it every now and then, but really not intentionally um, as much as you would think. Is because baseball is the great American pastime and you're going to watch a guy play. Right. So that starting pitcher is like a quarterback where, you know, Hey, I'm, I'm going to hitch my wagon to that. And that's why everybody's coming to the game. But if you were to just think of it from a pure analytics standpoint, it makes, I mean, it doesn't make any sense to let a guy pitch until he gets rocked. No, of course you're not. like, dude, you're pitching three innings and you're out. Yeah, 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 for sure. I mean, so, so let's go with the Cy Young for uh national league then is, I feel like 
Jacob DeGrom's probably the front runner for it's that. It's his to lose. It's his to lose. Uh, but Soroka's coming back, and Walker Bueller. Soroka won't pitch long enough. He, he's not coming back till uh, April, or I mean, uh, late April. Oh, is it late? Well, that, you he's can still. Miss, he'd have to be. Yeah. He's going to miss. If he comes back late April, he's going to miss what? Uh, three, four starts, something yeah. like that. You'd think four because he'd, if he wasn't injured, he'd, he'd probably be the, number be the one. Yeah. He'd probably be the opening day starter. Yeah, that's true. He he may be up behind the behind the the ball on that one. So <clears throat> Walker Bueller's another guy that uh that dude just throws gas and he throws a heavy ball at the right. same time. He's every time the Braves face him in the playoffs, I'm like fuck. Yeah, I hate every- this guy. Uh, what do you guys think? Bring us who do you think for Cy Young National League? Someone we someone we never would have possibly considered i'm sticking with it i'm, I'm saying a theme it. i i my i'm just telling you i i'm telling you it's the i get asked these questions all the time with like going into the ncaa tournament i was like it's gonna be a draw name out of a hat tournament for the first time ever like it's who knows i think this becomes a a season of guys that we never even considered would win the cy young award i don't think it's going to be Mr. Predictable. That's I'm just going with anybody. I'm going the basically. I'm going with the field. Okay. <laughs> That's what yeah, I'm the field. I mean, I can see uh, somebody like Strasburg getting in there. Although yeah. I think again, and somebody in the uh, the best players, and this is this is the problem, right? The best players are in the fucking uh, NL East in a lot of ways. So yeah. Like, but they're also going to be playing against the other best players. I don't. I don't know. I mean, Degrom's my favorite, but you know who's got a nice chance based on playing at shitty players, but not being a shitty mm-hmm. player himself is uh, Jack Flaherty. Oh the yeah, Cardinals. From Cardinals. Yeah, he's he throws gas too. That guy. Yeah, maybe. I think Jack Flaherty is the the most underrated pitcher in baseball. He might I, be. Yeah. I think just because of being in the NL Central, and I just don't think he's talked about enough. He he's a really really good pitcher, and I, that's a I, I like that pick. That's yeah. A good pick. So that's who you're going with then? No, I would actually so I, I'm I'm you know, this is the predictable one. My, the AL is not as predictable, but I'm gonna I like DeGrom. I think he is the best pitcher in the game of baseball right now. Now my worry with him, and this is kind of to your point earlier, Dan, is mm-hmm. um in a in a little different of a fashion. I'm worried about pitchers this year. And mm-hmm. and it is because of the short season last year. And it's not for the reason of coming in um, you know, coming in not ready. It's more so because they had they had a half a year. Pitchers are creatures of habit. Right. They they have the same routine. They do the same thing. They threw not even half a season last year. There is there's a lot left in the tank. And and Degrom came into spring training throwing 102 his first outing. Yeah. I'm worried about guys like that that are getting ramped up way too quick uh being able to sustain that and and hopefully I, i'm worried about injuries this year so hopefully he can stay healthy yeah that actually happened to, to uh nolan ryan in his first season when he was in spring training uh got ramped up way too fast snapped the uh, tendon in his forearm i mean long term it worked out for him just fine but that first season he lost and that's why uh what's his name uh kuzman won the rookie of the year instead of nolan ryan that year actually uh little autism for you there. Don't you think don't you think especially in uh in pitching somebody like Strasburg, I I would bet against it strongly because he's got his. Don't you think it don't you think that this is the perfect season for someone to say this is my shot? I could see I mean, it's guy, like yeah. it depends. You know, like I the world might shut down again and this is my one shot. Strasburg, does he really have the fire in his belly to say, you know what, I'm gonna go out there and just like what difference does it make to him? He's I already mean, got it. It's a good question. Stra- Strasburg might not, but like I wouldn't bet against Max Scherzer getting soft 
on anybody, right? Like Max Scherzer will eat your face. Yeah, he doesn't care. I mean, like, and don't let's not forget the uh, you know fucking uh, Trevor Bowers over the Dodgers. Now he's got a shot. Yeah, well, and that's the thing with Bauer too, especially like that dude's going to rack up wins. Yeah, so you're gonna yeah. you're gonna get a lot of old guy votes. Yeah, yeah, just right off the yeah. bat you, on that. You could pick anybody in that rotation and not be wrong. I mean, right. Kershaw's probably of the the top three, the one that you'd say. You know, I don't know if I. I still see that, but you could you could pick Bueller or Bauer, and, and nobody would call you crazy. I mean, yeah. they might call you guys crazy. <laughs> now, for rookie of the year, I don't know if you guys track on this stuff much, but Cabrian Hayes from Pittsburgh uh, is my pick. I think this kid is really fucking good, and he also plays on Pittsburgh where there's no pressure. He's going to get a lot of like quality at bats because. They don't. I mean, what else? There, Pittsburgh is a farm team for the rest of Major League Baseball, basically at this right. point. Like they're not gonna, mm-hmm. they're gonna win forty-five games or some shit like that. I mean, it's not it's great. gonna be bad. Yeah, I didn't um, even make notes on that team. No, you shouldn't. Uh, <laughs> you definitely shouldn't. There's no pressure to win in Pittsburgh, so he's gonna get a lot of premium at bats. Not a lot of not not a lot of fucking outside noise there. He's just gonna be able to play. I think he's the guy that's gonna do it. I don't know who else would even be in contention over there. To be it, honest, is Pittsburgh so bad? that even if he starts hitting fastballs, people will be like, fuck it. We'll just keep throwing him fastballs because the rest of the team is like, what's he going to do? Beat us 2 nothing with two solo home runs? Yeah, they're, they're not going to go four-hour games trying to get through Pittsburgh's lineup. They're just right. going to throw him. They're going to groove fastballs, this guy, <laughs> let him hit it out, and then they're not going to walk him to get to somebody on Pittsburgh. No. Why would you? I mean, they're, they're going to be down a lot, so he's going to see a lot of fat. Like, a lot of guys are going to be trying to get these games over. You know yeah. what I mean? I really think he's going to be the guy. What do you think, Ben? So I have uh, – I. I also picked him, but for the spirit of this podcast, I'm going to change it up since you just picked him. Sure. I'm going to go with Dylan Carlson mm-hmm. uh, from the Cardinals. Uh, similar sort of, you know, he's in he's in that same division. Um, not a ton of starting pitching, to say the least, in that division. And I, he's going to be a guy with the Cardinals that steps into, you know, into that lineup every day and, and is going to be a guy for them. And, and I think he can be a big difference maker for them. And my argument to Key Brian Hayes is going to be that Carlson's going to be on a team that is at least competing for the playoffs right down to the final, right down to the final game. So if he can be a big factor in that's that true. lineup of a playoff team, I think that's going to help his chance. That's true. His last uh, last full season in the minors, they didn't really play last year, but his last full season, I mean, he hit like two ninety and had what twenty six bombs between two uh, A and three A. That's that's he he put up he he did play a little bit last year, but yeah, he put up yeah. serious numbers yeah, yeah. in but like in his last full season he he had it's very well rounded doesn't strike out uh too much you know he's i you know i feel like he's probably got a good shot for that reason yeah you're right about that so even even his numbers last year if you look at them it, they're not great however and by not great they're, they're pretty bad but right. if if you look his last few games the last couple weeks the last month of the of the season he kind of figured it out and and one 2020 is a weird season in itself Two, the guy's young, making his debut, and then you know the last month he 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 figures it out, and so I, I like to for him to take that into this year. He, yeah. He's also projected to be batting between Paul DeJong and Yadier Molina, fifth in the Cardinals lineup. He, they're going to have him fifth, huh? That's that's, that's the projection. What, yeah. yeah. So I mean, Molina is not going to like blow you away but like he's not a hitter you can fuck around with so no, like he's good. a good he's good protection in the lineup yeah, he's, yeah. Got, he's he he's good pitch selection's good like he doesn't swing at bullshit that much he puts right. the ball and play a lot yeah it's that's that's pretty you don't want to walk somebody in front of him because he can he's a smart hitter yes yeah he's he won't he's not going to wow you over 162 but he's got big moments in mm-hmm. him any at any given moment yeah i can see that one so let's uh 
Who, who do you got winning uh, the National League then? Who's your pennant winner? Um, so I'm going to go with the Atlanta Braves. And, Bless you. you know, the, the easy pick here is obviously the Dodgers. Mm. But here's my reasoning. The Braves in the NLCS last year took the Dodgers to a game seven. They were not by any means the team that looked like they were out of place and and but still hung with them. They 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 were almost on an equal equal playing field and, and it was a very very good series. And the Braves were without Soroka. Um, they didn't have their best pitcher. So I think getting him back. My big concern with the Atlanta Braves is their bullpen right now. Um, you lose guys like Melanson and O'Day and Shane Green and and, and those guys are gone. But I think at some point in the year they're gonna, you know, before the trade deadline, they're gonna add somebody there. But yeah, I think with Soroka back and another year of that young rotation just getting better, another year of Acuna just getting better. Um, Austin Riley has showed that he can rake when he first came up. I, I, we'll see if he can, you know, be that player. It looks like he can be. I, I think the Braves were just as good as the Dodgers last year almost, and with Soroka back, it's going to be another, you know. Great series if that's the NLCS again. Yeah, I agree with that. I think if uh, if Brian Snicker doesn't go, if he brings Max Reed back on short rest, then they win that series. I don't know why he didn't do that. I mean, that's a classic Bobby Cox. It's actually, it's actually the inverse of Bobby Cox. Bobby Cox is like, oh, he's got one more batter and crushed. You know what I mean? And then Snicker, Snicker didn't believe in his player. Let that guy yeah. go out there. He's 22 years old, motherfucker. Let him go out there on short rest and win this game for you. That's what you're paying him for. Yeah. You know what I mean? I don't understand that. I mean, look at... Remember that uh, that Diamondbacks World Series? How many times did Schilling and Johnson go out on short rest? Now, granted, they were older players at the time. They knew how to manage their workload and stuff like that, pitch to contact and blah, blah, blah. I mean, that year, Schilling almost had more wins than walks, right? Yeah. I think he had 21 wins and he had like 24 <laughs> walks or some shit like that. That's insane. But still... This is what you're paying these guys for. He's young. Let him go out there and win the game for you. Anyways, I agree with you. I think the Braves are going to win. I and one thing that's worth noting too, and this is what's this is why I love baseball and mm-hmm. what's so so huge about the Braves winning the East. Yep. Is if they win the East, that means a they miss the Dodgers in the first round, and then b the Dodgers probably they have catch to the Mets. either the Mets or the, or the Padres Brewers or Padres or one of those teams. Well, if they right? catch the Brewers, they're going to fuck the Brewers up. But if they catch the Mets and they have to pitch against, they have to face DeGrom, yeah. Thor will be back by that point. I don't know. Brandon, that's a great point. Brandon Woodruff in a short series, if he gets two starts in a short series, that's a problem for any team. Yeah. Not yeah. to mention he rakes. Brandon Woodruff rakes. <laughs> yeah. From the left <laughs> side of the plate, too. You just got to keep that elbow out of the way. Yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, to like pray hard that the, that the Dodgers don't catch the Brewers in a division series. Dude, they could even catch, like, talk about winning the, or being a wild card in the NL East. Like, if the Mets, Mets it, they could, the, the Nationals could fucking back into a wild card. And then you get Scherzer, Strasburg, and uh, what's his fuck in short? I, I mean, can't He's the, back, yeah. Uh, I can't uh, remember the third Nats pitcher who's, um, who's real Corbin? Good. Yeah, Patrick Corbin, yeah. Yeah, like, that's, that fucking sucks, too. And they also got John Lester on that team. Like, I mean, who knows what you're going to get out of him, but. He's got some pedigree. Like he's been yep. in some World Series yep. too. So it's you know that that means something. It, it, we, Dude, the idea of a Dodgers Mets first round is like I'm in love with that. Yeah. I'm in love with that idea. Just to let them beat the Christ out of each other for a couple of days yep. while we fucking <laughs> while, while we play the Brewers and just like oh, actually you know who we'd catch in that scenario based on your projections is the fucking Cardinals or Cardinals yeah the fucking Cardinals. I'm fine with the Cardinals. I don't think that pitching staff is going to hold up in the playoffs to be you honest. You think so? And yeah. then the devil comes in and Cardinals yeah. devil. I mean, 
Flaherty's good, but the rest of those guys, like Wainwright is old. The other guys are fucking uh, uh, young and injury prone. I'm not too worried about the Cardinals. They, the they defy analytics. On That's a, true, on yeah. A, the Cardinals are a very well-coached team. So we'll see. I, I think the Braves are going to do it. I would not be surprised if the Dodgers win. Um, all right, so American League. Here's what I got for division winners. I got the Yankees. I, I was, you know, to be honest, in my notes, I've got the White Sox, but they had a pretty big injury today. Eloy. Uh, yeah, so uh, Jimenez is out five to six months. That's the season, basically. Yeah, so he's done for the year, more or less. And I mean, he might be back for the playoffs, but we'll see how they do during the season. The West is probably the Astros. I don't see anybody really fucking with them, to be honest. Man, I was going over the Angels just line up and everything, being like, maybe, come on, maybe, and it's just no. There's just fucking no. Baseball needs the Angels to be in the playoffs, but they probably won't be. And then, obviously, uh, I've got the Rays and wild card uh, and the Twins and wild card as well. I think they're they're probably – because just because of the ease – for the Twins, it's the ease at which they can win games during the regular season. Uh, And the AL East is going to be tough. If the Red Sox do anything at all, right, if they play – to the potential they have on paper, even 80%, they're going to be a problem for a lot of teams. You know what I mean? They're going to, yeah. they're, they'll probably lose 60% of their games with the Rays and the fucking Yankees, but that still means they're going to win 40%. That's losses on the fucking Bucks right there. So uh, what do you think? Uh, so I got, the, let's, I got the Yankees in the East. I got the uh, – I actually have the White Sox in the Central, and, and I'm going to stick with it even though I think the Jimenez – Injury is a big one. Mm. Uh, I just, I, I'm really high on them this year. I, I came out with my my rankings a few days ago, and I actually have the White Sox as you know the uh, the number five team. I I would drop them down maybe one or two now, knowing about Eloy. But mm. and I agree with you in the West. I just don't think anybody's, um, you know, like the, the Angels are fun. Like I wish so badly, like I could say, like I see the Angels making a push and competing and, and winning that division. I just, I, I don't, um, I really don't. I just, I tell you what I love Shohei Otani. I love him. Oh, yeah. Um, I, I think he's one of the coolest things to happen to baseball in a long time. Um, I just don't think we're going to get him or Trout in the playoffs. I guess. So I'll take the Astros in the West and I'm going to go with the twins and the blue Jays. March is here and the madness has officially begun. It's time for you to shoot your shot and score big on the nonstop action with MyBookie. Select the winners from 63 tournament games in the MyBookie bracket contest for a chance at 10000 in cash prizes, and it's only $1 to enter. It doesn't matter whether you're filling out multiple brackets or betting the national championship winner or simply looking for player or game props. MyBookie has you covered. Sign up today at MyBookie.ag and use promo code DRINKINBROS to to secure a deposit bonus up to $1,000. That's promo code DRINKINBROS to claim your first deposit bonus. College ball, NBA, and NHL, no matter the sport, no matter the minute, MyBookie puts your action in your hands with in-game live betting. And with choices from thousands of lines and odds, you can turn any game day into a payday. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with MyBookie. Yeah, MyBookie. My book is the way to be, right? I mean, we're, oh, we're, we're betting on everything these days. These, this tournament's been crazy as shit so far. It's, this is the craziest, uh, especially the round of 64, but even Oral Roberts is in the Sweet 16. I don't know what the hell that's all about, it's but it's been crazy. Chuck threes, man. If you're not a good yeah. basketball team, just chuck threes. Yeah, that's what you got to do. So uh, if you're, uh, by the way, feeling not so great, get yourself some Kill Cliff CBD Go to killclipcbd.com. Use the promo code Drinking Bros. Get 20% off all that stuff. It is 25 milligrams of CBD. 
low carbon sugar and none of that bullshit. It's always clean energy with these guys everywhere you get it. Um, it's one of my favorite companies. We just had John Briggs on the show today. He's the chief marketing officer over there. They picked up a bunch of cool sponsorships lately. They got Israel Adesanya on their team now. Um, all kinds of cool stuff going on. So you can get whatever the fuck you need at Killcliff. Go to killcliffcbd.com and use the promo code DRINKBROS for 20% off. Um, next up, we got Policy Genius, right? This is that time of year when everybody's recovered from all the money they spend over Christmas holidays, right? Right. Uh, and you're and starting to- in time for their stimmies. Yeah, now the stimmy's coming out. You don't want to waste any of that. Spring <laughs> has sprung. Baseball season is about to start. This is the perfect reminder to get your house in order. Uh, get a head start. Revisit your home and auto insurance with Policy Genius. Most people are, are spending about 1000 if not more, dollars more than what they should be. Um, it, it's just like the cable companies. People change their rates from time to time. You get better deals. You can switch over companies. And now it's easier than ever to switch. So. That $1,000 goes a long way. Everybody's looking at these stimulus checks, but another $1,000 on top of that, you can do those home projects you've been uh, uh, looking at for a while. Go to policygenius.com. Answer a few quick questions about yourself and your property. They take it from there. The company rates America's top insurance from Progressive to Allstate to find the lowest quotes, right? So they'll they'll look at ways to maximize your savings, including bundling your home and auto policy or finding separate ones. Find a better rate than what you're paying now. Then they'll switch you over for free. Uh, it's, it's great. So while you're gearing up for spring cleaning, don't forget to dust off your home and auto insurance policies with policy genius, reshop your rates. They could save you a thousand fifty five dollars. You could spend that on myboogie.com if you want to <laughs> and turn it into more money. Uh, head to policygenius.com. Get started right now. That's policygenius.com. When it comes to insurance, it's nice to get it right. Blue, Blue Jays got a solid, solid young team. I mean, bringing over, uh, uh, a veteran, I guess, with, with some real experience in the playoffs. It's, it, you never know how that's going to work out, right? But Springer could be the difference maker for these guys. He could be the guy that puts them over the top at way earlier than what they should have been. We said this about the Braves a couple of years ago. Uh, even last year. They, they're, they're about two years too early last year, which is a good thing, right? As long as they're, yeah. as long as they're making strides and, and, and learning lessons and stuff and not, not getting too comfortable with success and, and, and that. But, man, Shoya Tani. I don't understand why the Angels don't make him a closer and a DH, right? Why the fuck would you make this guy a starting pitcher? Why take him out of your lineup one out of every five games? It doesn't make any sense to me. This dude crushes the ball. He's one of the he, – if, if he had a full season of at-bats, he might be one of the top ten hitters in baseball. He's got incredible bat speed, good pitch selection. I just don't get it. Like, if he, if he was the closer, you have the DH for eight innings in your game. And then you have him at the end, and if it goes into extras, you got to do what you got to do, right? That's always a toss-up. I just don't get it. I would, I would give my left pinky for Otani to stay healthy for 162 I games. I, I, I want to, I want to see it so badly, and and it worries me. Is that a promise? Um, Is that like a tattoo promise? <laughs> like, will you cut off yeah. a pinky if he stays healthy? <laughs> oh for yeah, it's, it's uh, it was was that not Pulp Fiction? What movie is that? Where homeboy chopped his pinky off? It was one of the Tarantino. Pinky was it? toe? No, no. Big Lebowski. No, no, no. Oh, okay. It's it's a Pulp Fiction. Uh, damn it! Where he flicks the lighter. I guarantee I can flick the lighter, and it's and it strikes the first time. Is it four rooms? Maybe I don't know. I don't remember which one it is. Anyways, that's I, I agree, man. It's like remember back in the day. I mentioned this last week on the I think on the baseball show. Everybody always wanted to see Randy Johnson throw his fastest pitch and Mark McGuire take his best swing and see where the fucking ball lands. You know what I mean? <laughs> like just to see what happens. I want to see Otani. Maybe start 30 games and then maybe hit for 150 or 130, I guess, in that, in that scenario. 
Deceit. You know, they're experimenting around, though, with, with him leading off as a starting pitcher. And they did it the other day in spring training. He is a starting pitcher, and he led off the game um, hitting for himself. And they asked after the game if, if that's a, a thought for them. And, mm. and Madden said, yeah. He's like, I'm, I'm strongly considering on days he starts. Yeah putting him in the leadoff slot. I'd be fine so, with that if they, I mean, you, you just turn it into a National League game if he gets rocked and has to get taken out of the game because you put him in right field or whatever the fuck and then, you know, uh, I, I'd be fine with that too. Although, I don't know if I would want him playing the field as much. That's just more opportunity for injury. I want that guy hitting and throwing the ball. But, but you know, Madden, he, he, he's fine making it weird and like having sure his that. lineup be all, all weird and like, okay, well, we lost our starting pitcher, so this slot's open, but now I'm going to do that. Like, that that's typical Joe Matt. It sure is. Yeah, he's 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 a crazy bastard. Uh, now for the pennant, before we get into the MVP and all that stuff, if the Yankees stay healthy, I don't see how anybody can beat them. Frankly, uh, especially if Kluber comes back and does what we know he can do. If he throws two hundred plus innings, if, yeah. Klu- if Kluber locks two hundred plus innings, I say there's no chance anybody else can win the AL pennant. Man, I fucking I kind of thought that before I like really started looking at the teams. First off, by the way. I kind of have a dark horse wild card okay, who in, in the American League. Dayton Moore in Kansas City, he put together another ball-and-play speed defense lineup, and their rotation is fine. Like, it's not amazing, but, like, Brad Keller, Duffy, and Mike Miner, and then they have their number four and five prospects. And like it's- I actually watched him. So I was, in, uh, I was in Phoenix the other day on the way back from that L.A. trip, yeah. and I stopped, in. I, was just, I stopped there to, uh, to see a friend of mine, and I – I was like, hey, I'm, we don't have anything to do today. Let's go to fucking uh, uh, watch a baseball game. So we watched the Padres versus the fucking Royals. They look pretty good. They've got, they've got some young dudes that can really crush and the ball Here's there. the thing, man. With everyone taking up swings and shit like that and uh, uppercut swings and shit like that and um, the fact that the ball's dead yeah. and, you know, like the shift isn't limited yet or anything. Being a but speed it, team right now is good. It's really sure, good. Yeah. And so their first three guys in the lineup – Probably uh, Merif- Whit Mer- Merrifield and Andrew Benatendi and uh, Mondesi, yeah. like they're all going to hit the ball and they're all going to take off. This well, those a- are all doubles guys too, and that benefits yeah. you. That's this is the kind of lineup that uh, the Cardinals put together back in the eighties, right? They had Willie McGee, they had Ozzie Smith. I mean, they had bombers, Jack whatever. Vince Coleman, and yeah, Vince Coleman. They had Jack uh, whatever the fuck his name is at first base, Jack Clark. Yeah, but uh, for the most part, they were built for speed. They even had, if you read any of the old school reports on them. They would actually manicure the infield grass such that the 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 lip was higher, right, than the infield grass. So when they bunted, if it was on the grass, it was staying on the grass. You know what I mean? The Cardinals? Oh yeah, oh yeah. They played on turf. No, no, not the grass, the uh, dirt. I mean, oh yeah. There was like a slight rise in the dirt uh, between the turf and the fucking yeah, uh, yeah. Free, uh, the foul line right there. So you would see if you look back at some of the old clips, you could see it. Uh, uh, Coleman or McGee will drop a bunt down. And it'll like go this way towards the line and whoop, like, oh, shit. <laughs> Put a little English on that one. Uh, yeah, that's, well, that's, I, that's a hot I take. I love that, by the way. So in the rankings I was just talking about, I had the Royals right around like like right around 20 because I mm-hmm. feel like that's safe to say. But when I was talking about them, I said, if somebody were, if somebody were to say to me, give me your boldest prediction for this year, mm-hmm. I said, I would have the Royals making the playoffs. I would have them squeaking into a wild card spot. The lineup rakes. Yeah, the Royals yeah. are going to rake. I am worried about their pitching, but like you said, it's it's. It, I, I can't even say it's good. It's not good, but it's not terrible. And if they can hit, you know, I feel like the Red Sox just gave up on Benintendi a little too early. Yeah. I, I think that's a great addition to their lineup. Uh, they're going to rake, and and I, I like that prediction a lot. Well, and you know, the, in fourteen, fifteen was better, but like in fourteen, 
they didn't make the playoffs with a good rotation. They had a great bullpen, and and they still have you know if if uh, what the what the fuck Holland and, and Davis can mm. can kind of find their grooves like they, their bullpen's not no, nothing's terrible in their pitching. Their pitching's not good. Pitching's not going to blow you away. They're going to get dinged up. But to me, I don't, man, yeah, like I I. I I, Royals are a good value bet to make the playoffs. Yeah, they've got a lot of. Uh, I mean, they've got some young guys on that rotation, but they they have some pretty decent guys coming up behind them too. But what they do have for sure are guys that are innings eaters, like Eunice at the back end and Mike Miner. They're going to throw 175 to 200 innings. That's a, that that means a lot in today's game, just to be able to eat up some innings and save your bullpen and shit like yeah. that. Yeah, especially if you're hitting the ball well. So we'll see. One hundred percent. That's why. That's why I love the. Uh, I love the Joe Musgrove signing in, oh, in yeah, yeah. San Diego, and yeah. not many people are talking about it. But to, like you just said, having a four-five guy yeah. in a rotation that will just eat up a bunch of yeah. innings and go out there every fifth day yeah. and give you five, six, seven yeah. innings on a great day. It's like it's having, invaluable, man. It's like having Lou Williams or Andre Iguodala on your team. That's how you fucking win championships. Yes, to right. be honest, uh, I to be I struggled before today with the Jimenez thing. I struggled. Because I think the I think the White Sox have a legit shot at winning the pennant here. I also think the Astros have a pretty good shot. The Astros say the Astros that with between Ben. How's your brother doing? He feeling okay? <laughs> He's feeling good. I, I'm not. I wouldn't count on anything. However, all right. Well, I mean, Granky and McCullers at the top, like they're going oh, yeah. to win the division. So once you get into the playoffs, two tough two tough motherfuckers at the top of the rotation. Yeah. And the the lineup. Is, is big for them. That mm-hmm. was. Yeah. I mean that that was huge. Yeah, because he's another one of those guys. I mean, he he's, he doesn't throw up huge numbers really, but he he's 160 to 200 innings every single season. I mean, that's a big fucking deal. People overlook that shit all the time, but general yeah. managers don't overlook it. That's why you'll see these pitchers get signed to like a one year, 15 million dollar contract, like Charlie Morton, for example. Like, what the fuck? Like that dude's gonna go out and throw 180 to 200 innings, bitch. That's yeah. what the fuck. That's a big goddamn deal. That's a big hole in your bucket, and I just filled it right. Yeah, like Billy Mays. <laughs> slapping that sticker on it. No cocaine involved in that one, though. Um, all right, let's get to MVP in the American League. I think all conversations year in and year out since he came to the league about MVP start with Mike Trout, right? Yep. I mean, how can you even, how can anybody else be the front runner when that guy exists? Yeah. He's going to have a somewhere between a 7 and 10 uh, war, right? His WRC is off the charts every single year. He's, yep. he's the best player in baseball, no question about it. Now, does he put up the right amount of numbers? I mean, there's a lot of there's a lot more talent on that team now. With uh, with Otani, if he plays a full season, and Rendon for a full season, right? Those two guys. I don't know if that takes some credit away from him. I don't know if baseball writers get tired of a guy winning MVP that can't make the fucking playoffs. I don't know how that works, to be honest. Is I really think Mike Trout is like the LeBron James of baseball. Mm. He could win MVP mm. any given year, and and might even deserve it every single year um it's just you know it's like i feel like people get bored with the fact that up oh, like, look who's here again oh yeah but i think it's great about i think trout came out the other day and, and said he he figured out his problem that in his swing that he's been having for the last what? while and what i'm like problem in his swing? <laughs> what the fuck are you talking about? did that make you feel like, wait what did you just say so i'm gonna take mike trout to win the mvp over mike trout <laughs> good lord the only things that, that I can, that's that's like pathological. Yeah. Good lord. He's like is he like a is he like a smile smiley face serial killer? Like Jordan's like a like a, you know he's a murderer. No, I think Mike, like, I think Mike Trout is Clay Thompson to be honest. He's yeah. a guy that he goes and plays baseball and then he goes home and hangs out with his dog. That's it. 
And he got, doesn't want to be in it. He doesn't well, want. He doesn't yeah. want all this. Mike yeah. Trout hangs out with cumulus clouds. Yeah, not, yeah. Not I mean, luckily, <laughs> luckily, uh, luckily, Mike's going to make half a billion dollars just on playing baseball and doesn't care about the fucking de- the sponsorship deals and shit like that. Right. Uh, and then my, buy the Eagles. He'll buy the Philadelphia Eagles. Yeah, if he bought the Philadelphia there. Eagles and fired every literally everybody, please. That Please would be do. fake Dan. Our, our, uh, our engineer here, fake Dan would love that. Cause he's a fucking Philly fan, which means he's always on the cusp of committing suicide <laughs> from year to year. <laughs> now I will say if I, if I, I, I like doing stuff, that's not like uh, taking Mike Trout is probably the way to go, but I'm going to throw one at you. Shohei Otani, man. He could be. Yeah. I mean, if he can stay he, healthy, even when don't in there, his, he's had, as of two days ago, he was 11, for 22 11 for 20 in spring training yeah. with like four or five homers he got another he just hit another oppo homer today lefty yeah. lefty yeah i mean the dude's locked in at the plate he just yes. hit 102 on the mound the other day like <laughs> good lord man he's if he can stay healthy yeah he's the he the he's babe ruth right now but this you know obviously a lot more talent and people manage talent differently than they do now yeah he, that guy's incredibly incredibly talented in pretty much every way you can be now my i have two dark horse candidates for mvp i think i think bregman is a dark horse right i, I think no fucking way uh they're, they're not giving it to an astro here's here's why i agree with you aside from the astro bullshit i agree with you that he probably won't win it because uh he's going to be hitting third and behind him is going to be kyle tucker Right, and then behind him is somebody else, and then Correa is going to be. No, six. no, no. Jordan, they'll put Jordan behind Bregman, which is great for Bregman. That is good for him. You think he's going to be there? Is he healthy and everything's good with him? He's uh, he's good to go. Okay, I, I mean, he's they're bringing him back slowly, but it, as long as he is healthy and he's supposed to be good to go, they'll have Jordan protecting Bregman, which okay. would be my thought. Well, he's going to see which, which would which helps your point big time. Yeah, I mean, I think I, I think he's a dark horse candidate. If everything works out for them there, uh, Correa still hasn't really turned into the elite hitter we thought he would be, but he's still young. I mean, he's not like long on the tooth by any stretch of the imagination. Uh, my other, dark- I mean, if you can get playoff Correa, playoff Correa's yeah, exactly, an, yeah. an MVP for yeah, sure. Yeah, for sure. Uh, and then uh, the other guy that I think is a good candidate is Jose Ramirez. I think uh, being in the NL Central like that, he's got to play a lot of meaningless games and, and, and get a lot of fucking padded stats. And he, that dude, when he's locked in and plays a full season, can fucking rake. I don't think the Indians are going to be bad. The more I, I looked at that lineup and everything, I, like the, the, the Central's got uh, potentially four legit teams. The, the, like the, as much as I like the Royals as my dark horse pick, yeah. like the Indians aren't bullshit, and the Twins and the White Sox are legitimately good. Yeah, I mean, it's a, they, have, they have a good situation there for sure. And I think Ramirez, I think you're going to see he looks good. He's in shape. I think you're going to see him uh, 30-30 again this year, bat over 300. That's a big deal, right? Yeah. I mean, how, how do you determine who the MVP is? If, if the Indians have success in a very competitive central and he goes 30-30, right, I think he's got a pretty good chance of winning that oh, award yeah. as well. Because like you said before, people just get tired of trout, trout, trout all the time. Yeah. Right? Because he technically, if you look at any one of his seasons stacked up against the other players in that season, he probably could have won every fucking year. The only year I think he got outward was Mookie yeah. in 2017 yeah. or whatever. Yeah, he was, his, that was one of his down years, and his war was like 7.9 or some right. shit like that. Like, yeah. oh, it, was one, it, it was one of his down years. I saw a crazy stat the other day, and this is like, I'm all, I'm all for like the Mike Trout is, is one of the best players this game has ever seen, if not the best. Mike Trout, as of a few years ago, up to a certain point in his career, his war, I, I don't know the exact number, but his war was X. 
And then up until this day, from that date, his war was X. Both of them would have had him in the Hall of Fame. So he's already had two Hall of Fame careers in his one career, and he's still young. Yeah, he's he's what he turns thirty this year. He turned thirty this yeah. year. Yeah, that's it's it's hard to say. You know, I mean, because the game was different. Like Ted Williams, for example, missed two and a half, maybe three seasons if you count uh, having to get back in the groove in that in that first season back to uh, being a uh, pilot in World War II, right? It, it Going from killing Japanese to hitting fastballs is yeah, yeah. not easy. Yeah, I mean, but it, it's, <laughs> he, he's, he, that guy, it's hard, to, it's hard to say anybody might have been better than him or better than Hank Aaron or better than Willie Mays, frankly. Yeah. Uh, but, shit. Like, I hate the recency bias thing. There was like, oh, this is the best we've ever seen. Like, is it really? I mean, maybe it is. Maybe it's, somebody's got to be the best. Yeah. Right? And if, if anybody's got a case for it today, it's certainly him. By far. Cy Young, I'm starting with Shane Bieber. He won it. He had a great season last year, but Garrett Cole is probably going to win it, to be honest. I mean, Garrett Cole's going to have the Trevor, the Dodger pitcher situation where he just racks up wins. He's, there's, he, he's going to be getting fucking. Well, you never know, though. Sometimes on those great teams, there's always one asshole that doesn't get any run support <laughs> every year. Like one year was Maddox. It was one of the years with the Braves. Maddox only won 16 games, but he had fucking like 19 quality starts. Right. 19 quality starts out of 32 starts or some shit like that was incredible. <laughs> uh, I am going to, I'm going to throw one at you. Tyler glass now down in Tampa. Um, I can see that. You know, he's, he's, he's got the stuff throws a hundred, um, but he's got a new, he's got this new pitch, the slider cutter, mm-hmm. the slutter, whatever you want to call it. I like the that, slider, yeah. um, that he feels great about it. And I think that's vital for a pitcher is having a pitch that goes that way against righties. I think that just opens up everything for him. So, and, and now he's kind of stepping into to that role, you know, them losing Snell was, was not good for the Rays. No. but, you know, stepping into that lead role, he's named opening day starter. That's huge for, for confidence. So I'm going to, I'm going to take him. I got a, a dark horse. I think, uh, would be a guy who, again, like we've talked about all uh, episode, uh, gets to face some kind of whatever mm-hmm. lineups and is definitely going to be on a team that gets him wins and run support. I mean, Grinky is a guy, yep. right? Yeah. Yep. Grinky's already, he's already won a Cy Young. And, the, and here's the other thing. Obviously, it's the media that votes on the Cy Young. Right. <clears throat> Zach, there's been like a Zach Grinky love affair this offseason. Like he's the new Maddox where they give, they give you all the, yeah. the, the funny stories about yeah. Zach Granke and shit yeah, like yeah. that. Like, I want to do a whole episode of... You got any good Zach Granke stories, Ben, by the way? You, you played in the AL Central. I mean, like, fuck. Dude, so, Zach Granke is, is an interesting guy, obviously. You know, you see it all, all the time. But I've heard some... <laughs> I've heard some incredible stories about the guy. He's an awesome dude. But he's, like, really funny. And fun fact about... So, I was in the, the Astros... Um, fantasy football league just because my brother's like you're, you're you're in charge of my team yeah so i i was in charge of the league and zach Granke is like the best he's he's a ringer he's like the best fantasy football player in in history it's incredible of course he is. he's, uh, he's, he's self proclaimed he's but. a rain man dude he's like uh yeah. he's, he's on this like i'm he's on the spectrum it's obviously he's got to be good at that shit I win the league every year. He, uh, there was a story I read recently <laughs> where he stopped in the middle of a warm-up on the Astros. It's probably in the league you were running, speaking of, where he, he stopped and went up to the, whoever, whatever catcher he was warming up with and was like, hey, and like proposed a fantasy baseball or fantasy football <laughs> trade. I mean, that's really I funny. heard that. His, his really catcher funny. came out because he was like 
he wasn't throwing well. So the catcher goes running out and he's like, all right, man, here's what we're going to do. And Zach like stops him and goes, um, and proposed a fantasy football trade. Like when, when the guy was trying to have a serious conversation. Wait, wait. So is the, is the presumption that we're making here that he was distracted by wanting to get this trade done so he couldn't pitch? I, yes. I, that <laughs> seems like what was happening there. Yes. God damn it. That's really funny. Yeah, but I think so. He's got A, he's got media love. B, he's obviously, he's a Hall of Fame pitcher, I would, I would say at this point. And he's already won Cy Young, so it's easy to vote for him. So yeah. I, like, I, dude, Granky is, yeah, for sure. as, as long as he stays Zach Granky, like, he's going to, he's going to garner, like, top probably three, four votes, I would say, at minimum. Yeah. He's got as good a chance of anybody to win, for sure. Yeah, I would agree with that. I mean, he's, when, he, when he's Zach Granky, he's really on. I think he's a guy that's also, uh, he had uh, 2019 was tough, you know what I mean, getting traded and stuff like that, switching leagues, and he still kept a sub three ERA. Yeah, and with sub three ERA these days is like a sub two ERA back in the day. Right now we see oh some, God, yeah. we see more sub two or sub two ERAs last year because of the shortened season. But man, ha, your his career ERA is three thirty seven. That is that's right there with two hundred eight wow. wins is Hall of Fame numbers to me. Yeah, well, and, and you know, when, uh, in his especially best years, he was dipping below three each year, every year. Well, his best year with the Dodgers in 15, it was 166. Right, which is you know goddamn I mean? insane. Yeah, he, he had a, there was a stretch in his career. It was one of those Maddox-like stretches. You remember that Maddox had a stretch, I think it was like an eight-year stretch with the Braves where his ERA was like 223. Yeah. And he won like 18 games a year. Like, what the fuck? Are you kidding me, dude? I mean, that's his average per yeah. year. Like, wow. If By the way, if your ERA is <clears throat> sub- Two five, you should be winning twenty five games. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I mean, look, uh, Nolan, yeah. Nolan, Nolan Ryan had a fucking sub three. I think he had a two ninety three ERA one year, and he and he only won like I think he was God. What was his record? It was like thirteen and seventeen or some shit like that. Right, yeah, it was horrible. It was when he played for the Astros back in the day, and they were great until Mike Scott showed up. They were terrible. Uh, let's see, his WHIP, Grinky's career WHIP is one point one six. Yeah, it's it's insane. fucking stupid. Yeah, I mean he's he's it, we we are going to have to start having conversations here pretty soon about what it means to be a Hall of Fame pitcher in the 2020-2021 post-era, right? Because right. no, nobody's going to win 300 games. Yeah, but a lot more people are going to get 3,000 strikeouts. Probably, yeah. There's a lot more strikeouts now, for sure. I mean, Grinky may get it this year. He's at 27-28 right now, I think. Or, no, I'm sorry. That was the wrong column. He's at 2,700. He's like 2,689 right now. So he'll, he'll probably get 3,000 strikeouts. Maybe that's the new bar. I don't know. I mean, nobody. I mean, Ben, what do you think? What do you, where, where, where do we? How do we evaluate pitchers' Hall of Fame now? Yeah, you just made a great point. I think um, the the days of three hundred wins are are going 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 to be long gone, and strikeouts are going to jump way up. So, I, I, I mean, I feel like we could all, we could do an entire episode on the way the Hall of Fame voting is set up, and who's voting, and why the hell they're voting a certain way. Nobody really knows. I think a lot of it comes down to, to the eye test. And, and like you said, like, Granky's a guy that, that is in, that is, you know, has a good persona in the media now. And, and you look at it and it, shit like that matters now, man. Like, you look at Kurt Schilling, that dude should 100% be in the Hall of Fame. And why is he not? Because of all the shit he said since his career has ended. But what does that have and, to do with you baseball? Know, is he the first? He's the first. I love the modern era. He's the first pitcher to ever meme his way out of the Hall of Fame. <laughs> <laughs> know, right? So well, exactly. Like, I mean, you know, like the, the standards are changing for what it means to get in. But, and nobody really knows how you get in. It's like you, you have to be the, the, the best on the field. And also, like, once your career ends, don't get in trouble or say anything dumb because we could still 
keep you out. Like, I, I don't know, man. I definitely think there's going to be a, a conversation and a, and a change in how we vote people in. But I definitely think we're going to start seeing more and more of like strikeouts are, are a big factor instead of instead of the old like how many wins is this guy yeah. have? I mean, your your brother's had two shortened seasons, right? So there was a yes. ch- there was a decent chance, uh, given his uh, you know high win totals in most of his seasons, that he would have. Well, I guess technically he's had three shortened seasons. If I'm looking at this correct, yeah, three shortened seasons. There's a pretty good chance. There's an outside chance, I guess, that he would have gotten to 300, if not the high twos. But no, and nobody in his era, or definitely not after, it coming anywhere close to 300 wins. There's no way. What's he at right now? He's at 226 right now, and he missed uh, about 14 starts in 15. He missed about uh, almost 30 starts in 17, and pretty much all of last season. I mean, I'll just I'll say this: He wants to pitch until he's forty-five years old. So well, he's if he, thirty-eight. If he can do that, then he'll probably make it. To be honest, I mean, he's he's yeah. he's a guy that stays in really good shape. Um, yeah, and so. he might as well go full. Uh, well, he's got a great butt. Yeah, we like to talk a, about butts on baseball this butt, yeah. on this podcast. Great baseball butts, yeah. and he's a he's an A plus baseball butt. Araldus, mm-hmm. I'm, awesome. I'm not going to talk about my brother's butt on this podcast. Come on. So. Boo. <laughs> He's going to save that for his own podcast. <laughs> but it runs That's in the fair. family. It's fair. <laughs> so Justin is, uh, I mean, not a lot of pitchers in the modern era of one MVP. He's done that. He's uh, yeah. two Cy Youngs. He's won the Triple Crown. World Series. I mean, lower ERA than Granky. He just talked about. Yeah, well, I mean, I mean even I, I'm, I'm the biggest, like, you know, I, I'm very superstitious. And, you know, don't talk about no hitters while they're happening. And even mm-hmm. until, like, a few years ago when somebody would say like, Oh, your brother's a hall of famer. I'd be like, ah, I don't want to say anything, but it's like now, like I feel, I feel fine saying. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. I mean, he's a, yeah. he's a first ballot guy. Yeah. To be honest, I wonder, um, I, I'm very irritated with some of the, the ways that shit goes down and people that, um, like people voted against Hank Aaron to get in the hall of fame. How the fuck is that possible? Hank Aaron, Greg Maddox, uh, yeah. uh, was, who was the first unanimous? Was it, Griffey or Rivera? The first unanimous? Yeah. Uh, it's probably Griffey, yeah. Was it? No, I think it was. Was it Mariano Rivera? I thought it was Rivera, and then yeah. Jeter was going to be number two, and okay. somebody didn't vote for him. God, <laughs> How do you not vote for Jeter? There's so oh, many dudes. Because it was all because in the beginning, no one got 100%, but I think no one got 100% because of just like the way it was set up in the beginning yeah, and then yeah. like just for it's the most baseball thing ever for a hundred years like well Babe Ruth and Ty Cobb didn't get a hundred percent and fucking nobody yeah, yeah, yeah exactly yeah I mean but that's stupid uh so let, let's get back on track because we're getting all over the place here yeah. rookie of the year if it's anybody other than Randy or Rosarino I would be shocked but you never know right I mean guys have guys slump in their fucking sophomore seasons a lot it doesn't seem like this guy he's got lightning fucking hands if you throw a fastball 100 feet in the air at 100 miles per hour he's probably going to jump up and hit that shit uh i don't know how anybody else in the american league wins it um so i i don't even know if i'd say this is a dark horse for me i might even i might even just say i i like this guy to win Kirilov from the twins is good too the the White Sox are going to be very good this year. Yep. And what people aren't talking about is how Nick Madrigal came up mm-hmm. last year and hit 360. He hit 360 and 100 at-bats. Mm-hmm. Um, the guy rakes. And he's going, to be in their, he's going to be in their lineup every day this year. Um, and they're going to be really good teams. So, you know, he's not going to put up the power numbers that Rosarino will put up. But, you know, if he can hit, obviously this won't happen. But, I mean, if he hit 
350 all year <laughs> you're gonna win it <laughs> yeah for sure i mean if you if you win a batting title as a rookie you're probably gonna win yeah. <laughs> uh we'll see i i like him i like i like the magical i also like uh, uh alex care a lot from the twins because they're going to be mm-hmm. by most stand or by most accounts they're probably going to be very competitive as well and if, he'll be in the in their lineup gonna especially be in the, he's going to be in the middle of the lineup he's yeah. going if he's a contributor he does well then he's got a good shot too all three of those guys have a good shot because look we're talking about three likely playoff teams with three rookies that are going to be in the middle of three lineups. That's, I don't know when the last time that's happened, but this is going to be a very exciting season. Now, speaking of the season being exciting, now we're at the World Series. And, uh, I mean, <sighs> I don't know about this one. i got to be honest. Like, I, I've got my picks. Uh, I think that the, the Braves are probably going to make it to the World Series, but if it's not them, it's the Dodgers. And I think that the Astros have just as good a chance as the Yankees. But I, but anybody else making it to me would be an upset. Yeah, I I mean I I would agree with that. The Astros, if anything, the Yankees rotation kind of falls off after the after right. uh, uh, Kluber and and Cole. Right. Um, and their lineup is on paper still incredible, but like at this point, uh, what 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 are we getting out of Judge and Stanton in terms of on, like how long how, how many, many how games often? are they actually going to play? Yeah. combined they might play a full season combined, right? If if recent memory is or if recent history is is you know a predictor yeah we may see well and the other uh, thing too is how, how for real is Voight I think it's for I, real. I think I think Voight's legit I think it's for real especially with that fucking short porch in Yankee Stadium shit right. 80 yeah. 81 of his games is going to be like fucking flicking the bat out there and hitting home <laughs> runs 285 times <laughs> line man that stadium is a joke uh yeah he's I think he's legit but yeah their their rotation does fall off for sure, like a major fall off. But you do have Aroldis Chapman at the back end of the bullpen. Another great baseball butt. Yeah, he's got. Just, a great, you just don't talk about your brother, by the way. It's a lot of butt, a lot of butt talk here. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I don't know about uh, the middle of their bullpen because t- p- teams that have deep bullpens, even if they have just mop up guys in the back end that are soaking up innings, you still they typically have better middle relief as well because mm-hmm. their prospects coming up are, are mopping up all those middle innings. When you're a team that's struggling to fill out the, the starting rotation, then you lose a lot of that. You end up with a lot of fucked up games, right? And there's a lot of times when you get towards the, especially at the tail end of series, and you've used your mop-up guys quite a or you You've used some of your specialists as mop-up guys, and now you're fucked, right? Because guys have, not, not just because they're tired, because guys have seen them and timed them a lot more. You know what I mean? I mean, you can say what you want about uh, about the banging the garbage cans and stuff like that even with that going on hitting a fucking chest high fucking fastball out that's 102 miles per hour is not easy to do i don't give a shit right if you know what's coming or not so you still gotta hit it yeah yeah for sure. uh i would say i don't the lcs's are 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 i think gonna be mets braves and um yankees astros Yeah, that's probably right. To me. Right. Um, I mean, I, I could see. I, I don't know. It depends on how the Mets and the Dodgers match up, but I could see the Mets beating the Dodgers. Yeah. And then World Series, give me, I don't know, man, any of those fuck. I mean, seven, if, I had, if I was gun to my head, what I would like to see the most as a fan. I want to see Dodgers-Astros the most because I want to see them. Oh, I want to see, incredible. dude, I want to see. So remember the Dodgers from all those interviews in, in late 19 and even in, into 20, Bellinger and all those guys are still pissed off. They think that World Series was stolen from them. Yep. They think that should have been their first, and this last one should have been their second. Uh, Bellinger th- thinks he should have won the MVP. All this stuff happened, right? Uh, 
to see a Dodgers as much as a Braves fan as I am, they have so long. Like that team is locked in for a while. I kind of want to see the Astros and Dodgers get into a fucking scrape where there's a nasty fucking old school like Yankees Dodgers uh, uh, late seventies series going on where there's fucking people getting hit. There's fucking bench clearing brawls and crazy shits. It's like a total fucking shit show. That's what I want to see. That's easily the best World Series for baseball. I think so too. I mean, look, we, or that or or Dodgers Yankees. That that's y- great for baseball. Yeah. yeah, for sure. Just because of the huge fan bases. Um, on the Yankees rotation, I was looking this up. <clears throat> Remember when uh, I, I was talking about Schilling and Johnson and that Arizona Diamondbacks team? Uh, the people behind them in the rotation were Brian Anderson, five twenty ERA, Robert Ellis, five seventy seven ERA, and Albie Lopez, who only started <laughs> a couple of games and nobody remembers his name at a four ERA. So if Kluber and fucking Cole stay healthy, it may not matter. Yeah, yeah, but we can't that Kluber we can't compare to uh, Kurt Schilling. Oh, we can't no, say Kluber's the Schilling to Randy Johnson. No, I mean, sure. by all accounts, Kluber's been in spring training throwing ninety one. 92 with not great command. I mean, he's coming off a an injury. Yeah. I like. I get your point, but pitching wins in the playoffs, man. Sure does. Yeah. Um, pitching wins in the playoffs, and the Yankees, as of now, don't have it. But we all know that come the come the trade deadline, I could see them adding like a Luis Castillo mm. stud to that rotation. And yeah, and Castillo's you know, another and, dark horse for a Cy Young too. By the way, I mean, he could he could pull it out. If he has a great season, he 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 would definitely. You got, you got to assume. Well, actually, the Reds lineup is good enough that he could that he can expect run support mm-hmm. in that division. I feel like so it wouldn't necessarily be a, a Felix Hernandez, Zach Greinke on the Royals Cy Young. No. no, I just don't think he's going to be in Cincinnati all season. Yeah, neither do I. That that would be that would shock me if he doesn't end up somewhere else. Man, he's young though, right? He's twenty eight. Oh, he's twenty eight. Yeah, yeah, yeah but this is, yeah. yeah. Never mind. Yeah, he's, and this is the last year of his deal, I believe. All right, yeah. So he's he's, he he's, gone. he's gone. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, they're they're not going to be able to afford him. Go Yankees. I guess. Well, he's still in. He's no, he's still in arbitration. So he's got. He came up late. Yeah, he's he came up uh, at twenty five years old. So he's still got a couple years. But I mean, <clears throat> the prop they're they're going to have to trade him because he's making four point two this year. If he has a good season, he's going to go up to about nine next year, right? And the, the Reds are not going to be able to pay him, so they're going to have to trade him. They know that. It's not going to be worth paying him because no, they're not going to be doing anything. No. Exactly. So, so we, uh, what do you got for the World Series? What do you, what do you want to see, and what do you think is going to happen, I guess? Uh, so I have the Braves on the NL, and I actually had the, had the White Sox in mm-hmm. the AL. I'm high on the White Sox. Uh, I think they're going to be very, very exciting. But – I don't know this injury. He's gonna come back apparently. Like it's six months though. Like, what's he gonna come back for playoffs and and just rake? I guess. No. Uh, when's that happened before? Um, right. So I, I don't know. I'm gonna. I'm, I'll change my mind there. I also. I, I think we might get a Yankees Astros ALCS. And I don't know, man. I, if if that's if another were, nasty if, series, by the way, because the Yankees were not too happy about the no. way the fucking Astros behaved in that shit. Fuck either, no. Right? Yeah, they hate them too. I mean, I don't know. I don't know if that is good for baseball to have the entire postseason dominated by a talk of how the Astros cheated in 2017. I think it's great. It's I think it's, it's w- great WWE shit. I think it's Vince McMahon plan. Faces playoffs. and heels, man. Yeah, we, they they people do love that shit. I mean. <laughs> I it would be great, and it, <laughs> I, I would love to also see the Red Sox and Wall somehow, <laughs> just because they're playing. They're I mean, look, they're they're backdooring their way in. They have a good team. They're not yeah. shitty. 
Uh, Dude, but, I could see them adding Castillo and yeah, then being sure. like right there. Yeah. The, the Red Sox, the core is there. Having Devers, Bogarts, and JD in the middle of that lineup, yeah. you know, their rotation's awful, but, <laughs> you know, you're going to get Sale back at some point, yeah. maybe. Who knows what you'll get out of him. But if you can add a guy like Castillo, if you got two studs to pitch for you in the playoffs, mm-hmm. I mean, you can you can beat anybody. That'll be really interesting to see. And then I, I love how. Uh, they just brought they just put Joy Cora in timeout for a half season. Like, all right, you can get yeah. back now. Alex Cora. Or Alex Cora, sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And it's Well, and AJ Hinch too. Basically, yeah. They just they basically missed sixty games. Yeah, well, AJ Hinch is on the Tigers now, yeah. but like fuck like he he got a job he got a job right back. And I we, mean the Red Sox literally put Cora in timeout and yeah. because they were kinda forced to. The the yeah. Astros fired, you know, AJ was not able to come back they fired him so yeah, yeah. that was a little more extreme than timeout but he's still back yep. um but yeah alex core was literally put in timeout for 60 games so yeah. funny. <laughs> it's it's pretty funny to be honest i mean how hard is it to find a major league baseball manager that's good though you know what i mean like look at the guys that are actually good at it uh, uh i wish beltron had gotten a chance man i really do i think he still will he i mean he Same. he's he's it's not going to be with the mets probably but i could see him uh i could see him ending up in houston or something like that down the road i mean he played there as well right for that couple seasons uh with the with the killer bees i could see him back there with yeah he Benjo was great well no, no 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 not then he, well was he there for two different stints because he was on the world series team he was yes he was there too he he had like the greatest postseason of all time for a while because yeah. they beat yep. the Braves. With, yep, yep, yep. five with the with the second iteration of the killer bees with berkman instead yeah it was of, lance berkman not the first one not, yeah, i'm sorry bell, yeah me. yeah it wasn't bell biggio bagwell it was uh berkman and who was the other guy beltran okay. it was still biggio bagwell it was, yeah. Bill, it was berkman bell yeah yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, beltran, yeah, yeah. Bagwell. Blah. um i could i could see him ending up there i could see him also uh so in a, in a team that has um it's weird with baseball these days so if you're gonna go coach the mariners it's a good thing for you to have some experience with uh the uh pacific baseball organizations whether right. what, whether it's korea or japan or wherever it is right because so many of those players come over there and want to play in, in seattle um i wonder if there's something to that you know what i mean because Look at how uh, Acuna and Albies pal around together. They're, they're like two best friends, mm-hmm. just joking around, fucking with each other all the time. I wonder if, uh, uh, th- and they have, there's, a, there's a, one of the coaches on the team speaks Spanish, right, that hangs out with them too? Oh, yeah, I, I forget which one, name. but I mean, Azuna is kind of like their player mentor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, that's Marcel Azuna. That's a guy I'm thinking of. He's, I could see Marcel Azuna becoming a coach at some point too. That's a big pickup for the Braves. Anyways, uh, so who do you think is actually going to win the World Series, Ben? I think the Braves are going to win the World Series. I really they, do. They got I, I to get some bullpen. Here's out. the one stipulation: they they need to add bullpen. Yeah, they need to. Um, like like we just talked about pitching wins in the playoffs. Um, but their their rotation is only going to get better. They got Soroka back. Their lineup's great. The Ozuna re, the Ozuna re-signing was mm, huge, huge, yeah. huge. Um, so I you know I got them better than they were last year heading into the playoffs and they just need they, they need to add something in the bullpen but i, I they will if, if you're leading the division at the trade deadline and your your team is killing it but obviously you have one thing that is holding you back from like a potential world series win like you, you'll do it you'll go add somebody do you think though here's my question on that because we me and dan have talked about this a lot bitched mm. about this a lot because we're both braves fans mm. 
they have to add like like a, a killer though right like they need to add a dude who throws fucking gas so because i think, yeah it's not it's not will smith that's gonna right. come in and, and and win the world series for you. because yeah. I, th- I think they looking at that rotator that bullpen today i think they have two guys that they think might be that guy and i'm afraid they might be like well let's just add another qual- let's get another melanson because we've already got these guys and i think they might I, i'm afraid they might think that minter and matzik are the two guys because matzik was a uh matzik was lights out last year legitimately minter was not but minter has that sort of like 99 he's got stuff he can yeah. throw strikes though like right <clears throat> uh, you know what <laughs> hot take Cubs are a, a shitstorm. They're not in contention. Kembrell comes back and has a great year. Gets traded to the Braves. Craig Kembrell saves and closes the World Series for the Braves. That would you, be amazing. You can't give me sexual fantasies like that <laughs> over, a, over a public podcast. I'm looking down a couple of different lists of the top closers in baseball, and it's interesting because every single one of them is a goddamn playoff team. Yeah. <laughs> it's like Edwin Diaz in the Mets, uh, Liam Hendricks with the White Sox, Aralis Chapman, obviously. Josh Hader with the Brewers, potential playoff guy. Uh, Iglesias from the Angels, he might be up up for grabs at some could point. Be. We'll Hader, Hader, Hader could be a guy depending on how the the Brewers are doing. Yeah, yeah Hader it, could it, be a guy. That, he was already talked about, by the way, of being on the move, so he could be a guy. What's his? Then that's just a lot though? of lefties in the pen, though. Well, I mean, shit. You gotta, can, I mean, that's, you got to be able to hit lefties. Yeah, I mean, he's so he's. Um, He's still in arbitration until 24. He, he went up another two and a half mil last year. If he has a great year, closer. I mean, <clears throat> in his third arbitration year, he's going to go up to the league average for tier one closers at that point, right? Which is going to put him yeah. out, of, out of reach for Milwaukee, probably, right? Uh, a real thin Milwaukee team. Possible. Possible. The Braves still have, I mean, what, what's, the, uh, what's the other pitcher's name? Not Ian Anderson. What's the other one? The young guy. Bryce Wilson. Yeah, Bryce so, Wilson. So maybe. Bryce Wilson, uh, Kyle Wright actually got option to the minors. Bryce Wilson will open the season as the fifth starter. Oh, cool. So Kyle Wright then might be You're on the right. move yeah. to Milwaukee <laughs> at some point. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I could see that happening. I could see that happening. That'd be, that'd be really interesting. All right, cool. Well, I think uh, I think the Braves have – if they get bullpen help, they can probably win, to be honest. it's gonna Whatever, whatever happens, though, this is going to be a very exciting baseball season. I'm going to go with <laughs> – I'm going to go with just to not pick the Braves here. I think uh, the Astros just piss everyone the fuck off. To be honest, it would be good for baseball to have some somebody to hate. Yeah. I'm going I mean that lineup's still so damn good. Yeah. And they can do and it's like a it's like a Swiss Army knife lineup like they don't do one thing. Alex Bregman doesn't need to hit home runs. Carlos Correa doesn't need to hit home runs. Like it's not a dead ball's not going to kill them. No. And also, I mean, fuck, they, they play in an arcade of a stadium anyway. So, like, yeah, yeah. Uh, like, I, I mean, and then they I mean, got, to be honest, playing it, playing it, what do they call it? Is it Minute Maid? Minute Maid, still? yeah. It's Minute fast. Maid. That's stupid. Uh, it, to play there and have a bunch of doubles, fast doubles guys in it with a dead ball, that's not a bad thing for them at all. They're they gonna, can do it either way. Yeah. And their defense projects to be pretty good, I would think. Like, it seems like there it's going to be a good defense. Losing Springer is, a, is that's tough, but, you know, but it is what it is. I, yeah, but I mean, still, I, like that team is is really good, and I mean, God knows, like between McCullers or Derizzi and 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 Granky, and then mm. if they get your brother back, I mean, like that's just they have a great. Cl- I forget his name, but I looked, saw earlier, like they have a good closer still. Yeah. Like I mean, 
is a team with not a lot of weaknesses that's going to get to feast on a pretty the A's look look the A's will do A's things I think again this year but like yeah who knows how they do what they do they'll they'll look they'll be a 500 team and then the last <laughs> month they won't lose a single game and then they'll squeak yeah. into a wild card spot probably. yeah but they lose in the first <laughs> round every time so it doesn't matter does it yeah I mean yeah. You, you can you can Swiss Army knife your way into the playoffs but the Swiss Army your way your knife through the playoffs not gonna happen right it's yeah. never gonna happen. I'm gonna I'm gonna go after I'm gonna go after because I think that's funny. Okay, and they're good. So. Yeah, I'm down with that. Sweet. All right. Well, let's well, get yeah. the fuck out of here. That's then. my that's that's our predictions. Uh, <laughs> uh, any any final thoughts, Ben, on on the season? What you're excited? Any final thoughts? On what you're excited about? We didn't cover. Uh, I'm one very excited uh, for Otani. I think that mm. like heading into this year, if I like. Uh, it's not being talked about enough, man. This guy's throwing 102 and he's hitting absolute bombs. Like, this is really cool shit that's happening, and and it's in a sport that this hasn't like guys don't do this anymore. Um, so I'm pumped to see him, and I'm actually excited to see what the what the Mets can do this year. I think it's good for baseball if the Mets are good, and if there's a if you know if the Braves and the Mets and the you know the Nats or Phillies can have a, a hell of a race in the NL East. I, you know, the NL East is very exciting to me. Yeah, big time. I mean, <clears throat> uh, you brought up something about Otani last week. He struck out the MVP and hit a home run off the Cy Young Award winner within a yep. week of yep. each other. That's, uh, yeah. that's pretty interesting. That's right? goddamn insane. What the fuck is wrong? <laughs> you, couldn't, you, could, you couldn't get a normal professional baseball player to do that in, in the course of a week if you gave them, like, a full season. No. Not a chance. I mean, it's no. never it's never happened before, so that's how you know. Right. right. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Cool. Yeah, man. That's it. Uh, ben, thank you so much for joining us. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you of can course. check check out Ben's podcast for sure. Yep. And uh, yeah, you got a big update coming tomorrow. So go over, follow Ben uh, Verlander on Instagram. You can see that update tomorrow, and you'll you'll get some new intel. Super on what's coming stuff. up for him. Yeah. Super exciting stuff. Uh, well, thanks for always. having me, guys. For, yeah, uh, you know, second timer here. Yeah. Uh, baseball season full swing, so hopefully I'm back at some point. We can oh, go yeah. over all of our predictions and see how awful we're doing. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, uh, for Ben Verlander, John Brinkus, and Dan Holloway, uh, I'm Rob Fox. And uh, thank you so much for watching. Subscribe to the Drinking Bros YouTube channel, or Drinking Bros Sports YouTube channel. Uh, you can find us on Instagram and, and everywhere else. And, uh, yeah, like, subscribe. That's how we get uh, move up the charts and stuff like that. Leave a review. Uh, thanks a lot, guys. Catch you next time.